everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Maiden Vault podcast and a Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast focused on the female point of view chapters. I'm Court. And I'm Mike. And this is our very first podcast. This is our very first inaugural episode of the Maiden Vault podcast. Um, we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Um, this is something I wanted to do for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, I think I've talked enough about all of the things that I want to probably discuss here on Tumblr for many years, but now I'm here. Now we're here. We're doing it. Yes. We're starting with book one. Book one. Cat one. Cat one. Cat one. It, and this is, this is a cat is something. I like cat. I've come around okay. on, on cat. This okay. first chapter is definitely giving me more reason to believe that I've had some really raw opinions about her. Yeah. And now I just, I feel real bad. See, and that's what I want to do with this podcast, right? What I want to do is I want to, I don't want to say I'm out here to change hearts and minds. What I want to do is I want to have in-depth conversations and looks at maybe why some of the women do, because I mean, there's a million podcasts and there's a million think pieces and there's a million threads on Reddit about, the myriad of guys in the series and very very few people that look at specifically some more of the more like controversial people like Kat and Cersei or Mel Sandra, anybody you know what I mean people mm-hmm. like that so absolutely um yeah something I think is just like really really important to do so if y'all are down with that stick around because it should be a real fun ride I think yeah yeah all right well let's get into it yeah Cat one Cat one Catelyn Stark, Catelyn Tully, as I like to call her. Catelyn Tully. That's just, that's <laughs> canon from now on. I kind of refuse <laughs> to call her Catelyn Stark. She kind of doesn't even feel comfortable being Catelyn Stark. I don't so. even know. Like, after reading this chapter, I agree with you yeah. on that. I, okay, I don't think it's that she's not comfortable. I just think it's that she identifies a lot more as a Tully. No, nah, fam. I think that she's a prisoner. <laughs> but... <laughs> Okay, like, I, I don't want to say prisoner, but anyway, let's get into summary of it. Okay, so basically, Cat 1 opens, Cat uh, is going to the Godswood to talk with Ned, uh, her husband, Lord Eddard Stark, who is the Warden of the North, the Lord of Winterfell, uh, and he is, he has just come back from doing a, a, what would you even call it it's not a his duty duty, right his duty so basically he there was a guy and he deserted the nice watch and he had to kill him because that's what you do when people leave they die um so cat goes to the godswood uh first under the guise of she wants to comfort him um and then soon you start to realize that she also has some tea to give him and she has to tell him that his you know surrogate father john aaron who was the hand of the king of his surrogate brother king robert um has died and the chapter then just goes on you know the journey of her basically trying to break this news to this dude and him kind of going through it and so much of it is really just the build-up to going into this place being in the space Mm -hmm. with him yeah and then having to figure out the best way to to give bad news which there's never really even a good way there's no way yeah to, there's to no way bad news yeah so. no so um she gives him the bad news and he takes it as well as any person could take the news of their parent or someone very close to them being dead and then she says by the way 
your homeboy Bobby is coming. He's bringing his whole neighborhood. He's bringing his wife. He's bringing the kids. He's bringing every person he ever knew. And they got to stay here. And we got to throw a party. And that's it. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. And he's kind of like, oh, yay. She's kind of like, oh, no. One, how are we going to feed all these people? Two, I just, I have a real bad feeling about this. So that's basically the summary. Hopefully I will get much better at doing this as time goes on. Um, But do you have anything to add to the summary or would you just like to jump into things that we think and feel? Yeah, no, I I think we can just dive right in. As as we move through this, I bet there'll probably be more that we can kind of discuss throughout the the summary. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. While just jumping right into it, right into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Here, we just kind of need to talk about this because it just, it's one of those things that as you're reading this chapter, yeah. you're kind of getting this wonderful perspective of how Kat sees the world around her. Okay. The world she kind of exists in right now. Okay. And the world she really pines for. Yeah. Which is the one that it used to be for her when she was in River Run. Yeah. Um, and I think the themes throughout this chapter kind mm-hmm. of go the cat that used to be the cat that is now the yeah. cat that I hope to be in the future. Uh-huh. Um, that's both as a mother and a wife and a sister. Mm-hmm. We kind of touch all of those. Yeah. And like, what's kind of expected of her really? Yeah. Like what's, what's respect, what like what's expected of her. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think like you, like you touched on something crazy because like when the chapter opens, she, she, she talks about, and I think we briefly talked about this off, off mic. Um, the way she describes River Run is so like colorful and vibrant and and just full of life. And the way that she kind of goes about, it's almost a fear, like, you know what I mean? Like she she kind of it seems like she's like terrified. She's definitely hands down, first of all, let's talk about the fact that she's not of their religion. No. So she is firmly faith of the seven. She's just like, yo, I'm 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 gonna do my duty as this dude's wife, but I'm going to keep my faith. Ned built her a she shed and was like, yo, you, if you need it, you can use it. You can use it. You can do what you need to do. And you know, again, like we, we, we had a little discussion off again, off mic about like what, what we feel about that. I, I'm going to say right now, audience, anybody who's listening, the two people that probably listen to this. Um, I'm not the biggest Ned Stark fan. I'm really not. But, I do think that there's something to be said for him at least giving her that much. Like, I think that, like, it means something to him that he didn't force his ways upon her in that way. You're making a face, but, like... Eh. I, I don't agree. Um, one, because I think it's it's something to be said that we're very much so getting this from her point of view. Yeah, yeah. So this is the reflections of things that are happening based on the way that she's seeing them right now at that time. Uh And just a lot of his responses are pretty curt and to the point. Yeah. Um, She really goes out of her way to just point out kind of how he is with her Uh and how accepting she has to hum in order to kind of exist there. Uh Uh-huh. Um, it's just, it's so weird to sit there and be like, well, at least he gave her that. 
and that feels very much so like a participation trophy like oh he did enough or he did the minimum and we wouldn't be excited about that but i mean it's not like the minimum he could have been like yo you can go to molestown and figure it out like he i mean not that there would have been a step there either but yeah, like there definitely would have been a step there either so or not molestown is, what's the what what is the is the winter town is that the one outside the house because I, I, I know molestown is, yeah, up, in the, is up in the in the, in the, in yeah. the wall yeah, yeah, yeah so so much of it just feels like hey guess what i've i've done this uh-huh now you don't have to ask me for anything else. Have you seen the children? Oh gosh, let's not go. Okay, so <laughs> so bad. <I'm... laughs> we will get to that in a second. Okay, I'm sorry, um, I'm jumping. But no, it's just, no, it's totally you fine. Off on Ned, and I'm like, if you want to do the Ned stuff, we can just run through him because I feel like so much of this chapter ends up being Cat's reflections around the space that she's in. Yeah. And very specifically, how she feels when she has to approach her husband, who sometimes I feel like the way that she talks about him mm-hmm. doesn't even feel like very romantic, at least not. Well, no, there's again, I think it's, there's that reverence, right? Like there's a, that reverence of where she has. I mean, I have to again. So him. she so like how I feel is like, all right, so she's not of his faith. He's he's not. I'm not saying that he's like totally, it doesn't seem like he's not going to service with her, right? He's oh, not no, no, going no. to the sept. He's not chilling with not. her. I think he did um, it once. Not like I have actual facts. I feel like in my heart, he went one time and he said, man, that's real nice. And she never asked again because anytime she's like, oh, cool. It's time for church. And he's like, I'm still sleeping. <laughs> I mean, okay. 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 Head cannons aside. Head cannons aside. she don't bang with the woods like that's where i don't know like maybe we're going in circles i'm trying to bring it back to where we were yeah yeah, yeah. um and it, there's something to be said for the fact that like culturally we're not even talking about religion we're just talking about as a culture she just don't it doesn't it doesn't that's not her area that's not where she feels like yeah she doesn't her area she doesn't there. feel really comfortable there yeah. like it's she's almost afraid of it so um, I think I wrote this down and I was just like, you know, she at least learned a lot about her husband's culture. I wonder if she learned about it growing up when she became betrothed to Brandon or was it when she settled into life in the North? And I I wonder how much of it, like you said, like the way that she talks about Ned, the way that she thinks about Ned is something that's expected of a wife. You know what I'm saying? It's something that growing up, she always knew she was going to marry Brandon, right? Like, not always. She was. I mean, that was the expectation. The expectation was that she was eventually going to marry anyone. Then it was Brandon. Then it was you're going to go to this place that is so unlike your home, and you're going to kind of just be cool with that. So I would imagine part of her education had to be, hey, you're going to be the wife of the Lord of Winterfell. You have to learn about Winterfell. You have to learn about his customs. You have to learn about his people. You have to learn about what it's going to be like when you live there. Um, How much of that then? was Ned and and here's the thing so she had more time to prepare for life there because she knew longer that she was going to marry a person from the north Ned didn't but once she got there how much did he like because I I mean I don't know like it's never really said but from the feeling that we get we do know he built the she shed 
She can pray <laughs> once a week, and that's enough. And stop bothering me about it. So do you think he was completely callous? Not so much callous as it was just it wasn't it wasn't important to, okay. to him. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and that 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 is um I guess I guess that's where that's at on that. I don't it's 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 odd because I wanna think I think the 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 fandom like the fandom like what what do I wanna say? The 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 way that the majority of people feel about their relationship is it's very it's almost like a modern marriage, the way that people treat it. I guess they sleep in separate bedrooms and don't talk to one another no more. No, they is don't that, actually. Is that the modern relationship? No, I, no. Um, what I mean is like people give them a, like the, the mores that they put onto their relationship is one of a very modern relationship. So I think discussing them in any way other than, well, it is perfect according to our 2020 views of what marriage or a, a relationship between a husband and a wife are is like kind of like brushed under the rug. People don't like to talk about it, but like it's not a modern marriage. It's not set in our time. And there still were expectations on both their parts for what it meant to be a spouse. Oh, definitely. You know yeah, what I mean? That that I I can I definitely agree with. Um and that brings me around to, yeah, I don't want to just only talk about Ned, but he's a big part of the chapter. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, like I think a lot of my notes were like, yo, he's really not even looking at this lady while he's polishing the sword. He, he, and, and I guess it hurts you to, to kill a person. So that's, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be equal and I'm trying to be fair. He obviously was going through something. She knew this, but there wasn't even a, hey, how are you? Or, hey, you're in the room. I didn't even see you there. Wow. No, the, the first thing he says to her is, hey, how are, how are, yeah, he straight up asks how the kids are when she shows up. Yeah. Not yeah. how she's doing or if she's all right. Yeah. Or if things are cool with her or, hey, how is, how's your day been? My day has been kind of tough. I had to kill a dude. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Again, like I'm not I'm not expecting him to be like, oh, like I'm gonna be Mr. Talkative after I had to do something like that. But like literally the first thing he says is just like, Where are the kids? And her response, and this is a direct quote, he would always ask her that. What does that mean? It means he never knows where his kids are. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He has absolutely no clue where any of those kids are, and I'm willing to bet he only knows three of their names. Ah. I'm coming off as like the Ned Defender here. This is yeah, weird. This is really strange. Weird. Yeah. Um I don't know if it's that far, but yeah, maybe it is. Because here's my thing. The, the other thing is like, let's be real. They're all rich. Like they all rich. They got nannies. They got an army of people taking care of these kids, right? So like I think I was most surprised by the fact that like she knew where the kids were and that she 
she knew what they were doing, like down to their argument. I thought it was cute because it was just like, oh yeah, like, all right, well, if you really want to know, they're in the kitchen fighting about dog names. Yeah, and she's very, very involved. <laughs> yeah, like in, pretty involved in, in daily activities. Yeah, and like what they're doing. Um, and yeah, I, I think, again, that theme of expectation and what it means to be a wife and a mother and not even just a wife and a mother, but like the head of a household because that's what like ladies were then. So she had to take care of the books. She had to take care of the, the staff. She had to take care of the, the, the food. She got to take care of the kids. And that's a lot to deal with. Um, it's just some food for thought because I never really thought about it. Um, but also, do you think that there was a little bit of like pettiness when she at like she thought like, yo, why is he always asking me this? Like <laughs> most of this chapter, I just imagine Kat rolling her eyes uh-huh. and she just does that a lot and he never notices because yeah. I kind of see Ned not really even looking her in the face I, a lot. Me too. Like I feel most of this conversation happened. His head was low yeah, and yeah. he was polishing the sword uh-huh. um, until he heard Robert's name. And then he said, oh, snap, my bull, <laughs> he's coming. And then it changed. Oh, but everything, yeah, everything up until that yeah. point, it was, oh, well, here's this news. It's like, hey, you know, our young child handled this murder really well today, which I thought was weird. Yeah. And and then it's, we're moving through that. Oh, that was crazy, by the news. way, too. Like, <laughs> Like on two fronts. So one, just to, to 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 go back on what you were saying. One, when he's like, "Okay, we're the kids." She's like, "They're naming dogs," and he's just like, "Oh yeah, how's that going?" Because he basically like he didn't want to bring the dogs home. First of all, we're not even going to that because we're not in his chapter. But then he finally is convinced. Okay, fine, but y'all gonna have to basically take care of these dogs yourself. I'm not doing anything with them. Then he's just like, "Well, how are they doing with the dogs?" So she goes, "Aria, what does she says?" So she basically, I don't I don't have the direct quote, but. She's basically saying, like, Ari's cool. She loves it. It's great. Sansa, um, she says it's charmed and gracious. And I think I, I I made a note. So what exactly does that mean? Because, like, knowing Sansa, who is at this point, she's like a little, like, she. I can imagine her being, like, very, she'd be the type of kid that, like, followed her mom around and tried to learn from her mom and, like, mm-hmm. try to see how her mom did stuff. She seems yeah. like that type of kid. And, like, she also seems the type of kid to ask a lot of questions. And that was cool for Kat because then Kat could also have basically like a little mini assistant that she didn't have to pay. But that's all. I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, seriously, like, you know, like they seemed like they were probably chill. And like, yeah. she's just like, she's, she's, she's charmed and gracious. And like, my first instinct was like, what is that? Like, was she like not cool with them bringing these dogs in the house? Or was she like, you know what I mean? And she was just like, you're welcome. Or thank you. You know? And they're like, you're welcome. She's like, oh, okay, great. When like, really, she was like, I don't want a wolf at all. Or was yeah. it more like she was just really charmed and happy that she got a pet. Like I'm, I was flipping on that. I think it's the latter. I really think she I think was it's a, a mix of the two. Yeah. There's a part of it that's, Hey, guess what? It's real cool to have received the gift. I'm glad y'all even thought of me. Yeah. 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 While you were doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause she probably was thinking, Oh man, maybe I'm not going to get a dog. Uh-huh. And she got a dog. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, Oh, well this is great. And so she's like, what she... do you do with a dog? Oh, they see, that's the point. Like, right? Ned said he didn't care. You just got to take care of it. But that also is a good point because, like, Sansa, then she probably said thank you a million times. And that seems like her personality. She was like, and I, that's what I mean. So, like, so again, at what, I mean, at this point, Sansa's 11, Arya's nine, 
So they're starting to be taught these roles, right? They're starting mm-hmm. to be to- taught how it is that you as a girl and one day woman will have to behave. Exactly. And where and how to perform, yes, right? Yes, yes. And, and to do these things. So you say thank you all the time. Mm-hmm. You, you, you meekly and quietly do these things. And how much of that was taught by Kat and then how much of that was her observing Kat? You know what I'm saying? Like how much of that was her just watching her mom do that and then her saying, well, I'm going to do that too. Again, not not saying that this is anything set in stone. It's just things that are going through my head. So, Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, sorry, because now I'm looking back at notes because that's really interesting. I will come back. When we talk about science, I'll talk a little more about that. But um, Rickon, she's just like, yeah, Rickon's not about it. And Ned's like, what you mean? And she's just like, well, he's three and you gave him a wolf. And he's just like, well, he needs to grow up because he ain't going to be a little kid forever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just imagine Ned looking at his watch and it just has a picture of Rick on. It's like, hey, look, he's almost a man grown. Basically. It's yeah. just like, what? He should really enjoy this wolf that I got him. Like what? Like, and the, the fact that he doesn't even like he didn't smile. It wasn't a joke. He was dead ass. And like, she was just like. Yeah, man, like, uh, he's scared. He's a little scared. So uh, maybe don't be so weird about the fact that he's scared about it. Yeah, no, the freaking Joe Exotic didn't have no answer for that. He's like, no, he should really enjoy this tiger cub. Oh, gosh. I Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want that energy here. I can't. I, I don't either. And I'm um, very sorry that I invoked that. But no. But now I'm going back on your other thing. Then when when it goes, then he, he does it again when he brings up Bran. He's just like, yeah, you know what? Bran was really cool while I murdered the dude. He was so calm. He was chill. You'd be proud of him. And direct quote, she goes, I'm always proud of Bran. To which he probably didn't have anything to say because it's just like, okay, why, Ned, would I not be proud of my seven-year-old for doing whatever it is that y'all do out there? Exactly. Um, just in general, I should be excited about my kid. And proud of my my child. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that, you know, Bran is, is out there doing as he's told. Yeah. Like, I'm proud. He's a good kid. He's doing his thing. Like, on the contrary, would Ned have just been like, yo, he cried. Now I'm not proud of him. Like, how does that go? I'm I'm not sure, but I would imagine that he wouldn't have been as excited hmm. had he had he just turned his head or he decided to to shed some tears. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't have really worked out. But it's 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 funny to see Kat yeah. circle back around each time. Mm-hmm on just like the the wealth of knowledge that she yeah. has about her children like you said she probably doesn't have to be as nearly as involved in the kids lives mm-hmm. but it, she she just has this this very um and i'm not saying she's there all the time because no, 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 obviously no, no, they no, have tutors no, and stuff but I'm, I'm going based off of just like the material that they give us in this chapter yeah, yeah and a lot of it once again focuses on the way that she feels about being in these spooky woods <laughs> the way that she feels like as a she almost feels like a transplant like I came here, but I really missed the place that I was at. Oh, totally. Because it remind like I'm so much reminded that the other place had color and this place is very devoid of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of it is about her her children. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, even even to, to that matter, she yeah. also talks a little about, about her family. Yeah. So oh, speaking of, because you just yeah, hit on something that I this is another direct quote. When she says this, and I think you told me you also wrote this down, it says not for the first time, 
she reflected on what a strange people these northerners were. So like how often does she think about that? Also, when she says these northerners, she does not say I am a northerner. She does not claim herself as a northerner. She in the verse like it like you know, like she thinks of herself as a Tully of River Run. No, like she says it, Catelyn you know what I mean? Tully. Yeah. We've established that. She's Catelyn Tully. She's Catelyn Tully. Catelyn um, Tully hyphen Stark. Hyphen Stark. I th- I'm yeah. going to say she does hyphenate. She definitely hyphenates. Um, but yeah, I thought that was weird because like when Ned starts talking, he's like, well, the winner, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's three, grow up, blah, blah, blah. She's just like, this is weird. Like, because I'm willing to bet they don't do stuff like that that early down south. Yeah, this is weird. Y'all are weird. I can't believe weird things are still happening. Yeah. We've had several children. Yeah. And this is still happening. Why am I still surprised every day? Yeah. Thank you, Ned. Yeah. Every day is a surprise. <laughs> Or not. He's the same every single day. He don't he gives her the same same like monotone answer for every question. Not I'm not saying he doesn't have a personality. What I'm saying is he could probably work on it. That's all I'm saying. Do you concur? Oh, I wholeheartedly concur. Okay. Rice has flavor. If you give it to it. Right? They got seasoning in the north, you think? Hmm. Hmm. I'm. I. I am varied. I want to believe that I know they have it in the West. Oh, they definitely got I in the West. I know they definitely have it in the, in the Dorn. South. Dorn definitely has it. I'm pretty sure they only have salt, and that's mostly for nature. Can be cured. Cured. Okay. And they got peppercorns, say, right? Maybe the Boltons do. Bolton seem like the kind of people who had pepper and spices. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce Bolton seems like he only eats whole peppercorns. That's, nah, man, that would give him a horse voice. He got that baby voice. You know, that's that's where it comes from. It's from you know the the peppercorn. The peppercorn. He has to save his voice. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, food for thought though. Also, speaking of flavor, if if cat has different flavor than they got in the north. How does she see her kids? Like, does she see her kids as Northerners or does she see her kids as Riverlandians? Uh, she sees all of her kids as Northerners except for Sansa. Hmm. Sansa, Sansa is a Riverlander. She's she could be Sansa Tully if she wanted to. <laughs> she could be. Yeah, that's her. That's her best little friend. I think so too. Yeah. I have that's a little headcanon I have now. Yeah. I think that's probably her she's, best little friend. They're friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um. I don't know about what I think about that as far as Arya goes yet, because I don't know. I I, I want to get into to cast relationship with Arya, but we weren't really given it. She did mention Arya first. I'll say that. She yeah. mentioned of her children, she, she, she mentioned Arya first. Um, so maybe Arya's kind of at the forefront yeah. of, of her of her thoughts. Yeah. And I think the thing about that, and I, I will get into that probably when we get to Arya, but I think about it a lot actually. The fact that Arya is her child that is least like her, like physically. Like Arya is the only child that she gave birth to that does not have the Tully coloring. Like she looks like a Stark. Every other kid looks like a Tully. Hmm. So I I wonder what that. Yeah, maybe like. there's something there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Um. I I could keep going. Is there anything you want to touch on? I have a million notes. I have a no, million. No, no, no. I I know you do, but I wanted to make sure that we. Through them, yeah. kind of as 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 
that you saw fit. Yeah. I think one thing that really stood out to me in this chapter, uh-huh. um, going back to the theme of her family, okay. was a little bit more about her relationship with her sister. Oh, yeah. Lisa. Yeah. Um, the letter that she receives, mm-hmm. kind of the ownership she takes. Oh, my God. That was the best. Ned's letter. So it's like, this letter came for you, but I opened it. That's a felony. Did I have... But did I have that right written down? Because she literally was just like, yeah, it's still in there for you if you want to check it out too. Like, ma'am, it was addressed to me. <laughs> it's like, oh, I held on to this note for you that was written for you if you wanted it. My sister told me all these things happened. No, it was written by Robert. Or oh, this was written by Robert, but man, I I think it's really wild that she has this image of of Lysa, yeah, that I think existed a few years ago, and she never, she never. It's like I have this program, and I forgot I've never updated it, mm-hmm. so I only use that version. And yeah. the version of yeah. of Lysa she knows is is this yep. older one yep. that I don't think that she really knows who that is any longer. And I so think yeah, she's that's... referencing old information. Yeah, but that's how it goes with families, right? Like sometimes you you remember people a very specific way because that's the last time you interacted with them. And that doesn't mean you don't care about them. Obviously you care about them. You just care about them in a way that you remember. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I had a lot to say about Lysa actually, just because again, if we're talking about culture and family and, and her being, if you don't count like Santa and her kid, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah just talk if you're talking about them, like she's the only one of her, there she to the best of my knowledge doesn't have any companions she brought from home to be like her handmaid she doesn't have um her sister's not there her sister was also married off to somebody else um so she's basically when she gets that letter first of all it hurts her too because she's worried she's worried about her sister and we know what the deal is we know that Lysa ain't sad about a dang old thing but she doesn't know that. So she feels like also like she's the oldest. So, and her sister's always been kind of like, in her opinion, like the, the, the meeker one. Yeah. So she goes into crisis mode. Yeah. She's so like, she, oh man, what can I do? Yeah. She's like, Hey, like I got to protect my, my baby sister. Cause you know, this is what's going on. And Ned per usual is just like, nah, we can't really. Well, no, no, no. Cause okay. Ned, he doesn't say Ned, nah, Ned, but Ned straight up was like, Hey, guess what? You should go be with your sister, and then no, because at first he was just like, "Yo," he's like, "Hey, um, you should also take the kids, and you should go." He said that second though, because first he was just like, "Yo, why you gotta go? Don't Brendan live down there?" Oh yeah, he was (laughs) like, "Yeah, isn't Brendan there?" And she was just like, "Bro, it's not the same." And he was just like, "Oh yeah, you're right," because he said it. I'm gonna give him credit because he really was like, "Hey, take your your, take your kids, yeah, you take the kids and go be with." family yeah, yeah, yeah and you know have them be married like, yeah don't don't be yeah. sad about this which and- is funny which is funny because i think he understands the importance of sibling because right before she starts talking about the letter and lisa he starts talking about benjamin and he's saying how he's getting all these reports from benjamin being up north and i'm not gonna get into why i don't understand why he still has not investigated when he said this is the fourth time this year somebody has run away and he's had to kill them or the fact that he knows Mansurator by name and he won't do anything about it. I'm not even going there. But 
the fact that he is very important for him to have correspondence with his brother. And later, when she tells him about Robin and them coming down, the first thing he says is, yo, I got to write like, yeah, maybe don't go to your sisters because now I got to call my brother because he has to come down to this party because it's going to be lit. So like, I, I think it's very interesting to juxtapose yeah, like how close he in. is because his brother's also far away mm. and it's his last sibling left. Like the thing about it is Kat actually has two living siblings. Whereas you look at me, I mean. No, no, no. I, oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying that, yeah. yes, I agree but with you. All Ned's siblings, except Ned for Benjamin, is dead, and yeah. Benjamin is at the wall. But I'm assuming he's close enough that he can visit enough because the kids know him. The kids don't know Lysa. The no. kids definitely don't know Edmure. No. So, yeah, I just think that's interesting that, like you said, like she, along with these thoughts that she has about what River Run is and, and what it meant to her growing up and how much a part of her identity is, she assumes that it's the same thing for Lysa. We know that's not really necessarily the truth because Lysa has some trauma that she's like gone through there that Kat didn't. So Lysa's point of view of what it was like growing up there, completely different. Also, Lysa not being Kat, completely different. So, um, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Let me, um, let me ask you something. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Do you think Kat hates Robert? We going there already? I was still moving through Lysa. I mean, you were moving through the Lysa stuff, but what did you have anything else that you that you felt was was poignant to say about that? I mean, let's have it be organic. We can come back around to it. Um, do I think that Cat hates Robert? Okay, I'm gonna say firmly, not firmly. I'm gonna say I don't think so. I'm gonna say that when she got the letter, I don't think it was that she doesn't like Robert. She won again. She knew her sister was hurting. And she really would have wanted to take the kids down there and just to go see. And she really didn't, again, and, and I'll get to the Robert in a minute, but she really could not understand for the life of her why she would not want to go to River Run first. She was like, I don't know why she went to the Vale. That's Robin. That's I mean, not Robin, but it's John Aaron's house. And that ain't her house. Like her house is River Run. Like that's where I, so it almost sounded like if I had to fucking pack my bags and go somewhere, that's where I would go. So I don't see why she didn't go there. But yeah, she wanted to do that, but then she knew once she told Ned that Robert was giving them like not even two weeks notice that he was showing up and they got they got to put together all this stuff. Basically, they got to have like rooms for everybody. They got to have food for everybody. They got to have parties, probably multiple nights. They got to have too much, too much going on. She knew she was going to have to be there. I think she was irritated by that. She also... Something since we were talking about religion as well earlier. Um, she seems a lot more superstitious than Ned, who he lived, like you said, in the spooky woods, and he is not scared of nothing. He's just like, Look, I don't believe in that. That's for old people. Like He's you listen to Ned. Up these stories his whole life. Yeah. It's like, oh look, rumpkins and snarks, and yeah. he's scared of the woods. And it's like, dog, this morning, when we got this dog, they were murdered because of a stag. And or the mom was murdered. Or the mom was murdered because of the stag. And I think it's kind of weird that, you know, our sigils mean those things and they kind of line up. Also, talk about you don't believe in magic, but dude, when's the last time anyone's seen a direwolf? Yeah, facts. She really said that. She was like, bro, like, direwolves though, like, are you kidding? And he's just like, yeah, whatever. He laughed. He said, stop listening to old man. It's he like, really did. But we're really cool with her watching our children, but don't listen and, to her. And, and, and telling them the same things. 
that they're grown up. Like, come on, come on. He's grown up in this house. They're gonna. (laughs) But again, like you said, he was big surly until she said the word Robert. She said Robert, and this man got so excited. He got so hype. It was like Christmas morning, or whatever it is that they celebrate in their faith. He was hype. He was so hype, and she was just like, "Oh shit, here we go again." And that's what I. It was literally that. And I don't think again that she hates Robert. I think that she knows how Robert and him are. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I think every time they get together, it's just like, well, there goes my husband. Looks like I'll have another child soon. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. What even? Yeah, I think she's as a loss for words for, for as I am for right now. That's how she is when Robert is brought up because it's like every piece of logic that Ned has kind of goes out the window. He will, that's his dude. That's his boy. He will hold him down regardless of nothing. Robert literally wrote, he's bringing all the people. He's bringing all the stuff. You got to put everybody up. You got to feed everybody. I'm still on that. I'm never going to be over that. Like he really was just like, yeah, yo. So, uh, foster dead, dead, uh, real sad. Big ups to John Aaron. I'm coming to your house and I'm bringing everybody. And then, and then on top of that, so again, she she wasn't really mad. She was like, okay, whatever, whatever. The thing she got big mad of, she was like, and guess guess who else is coming? Guess who else is coming? Cersei. Cersei's coming. And she bringing her kids. And Ned's just like, okay. And she's like, no, you don't understand. She's coming. And he's just like, but Robert though. And she's just like, but she wouldn't even understand. So then Ned was like, all right, guess what? Here is the tea. I don't even care about that hoe. I don't care about her. Don't care. She's whack. He may or may not have mentioned her, her, her chesticles because that's how he thinks about her. He was just like, yeah, I don't even know what the little one's name is, but yeah, she was had him on the titty basically when, yeah. You know, and it's just like, yeah, Kat knows all the tea because does she hate Robert? No. She don't fuck with Cersei. That much I know. And I don't know why. Can we talk about that? Why does she, like, at this point, how many conversations has she had with Cersei Lannister? Like, how many? She had one at their wedding. I, you really think that they went to their wedding? I, Ned was I so mad. He had to have been, but I don't think that there's any way that Ned could squirm his way out of not going to Robert's wedding. So he came all home, the way back? Went home, then he went back. And he made Kat go? Yes. I don't even think that. I don't think that they were at that wedding. I don't, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that they were at that wedding. I'm hoping that more information comes out as we continue to read these chapters. Okay. That gives me more ammo to believe that, that she really was. Okay. But as it stands right now, I don't see a good way for him to have gotten out of it. Yeah, I mean, just, he didn't bang with Lannister, so that would have been a whole, like, half of the whole guest list would have been Lannister, exactly. so that would have been an excuse but for him not to go. When your best friend says, I need you to be at this wedding, I'm sorry that you don't like everyone else, except he probably doesn't even say, I'm sorry. He just says, nah, the noise he makes for his name. <laughs> and then he has to show up, because he gets dumbfounded. It's almost like a, a spell that he casts on him. Yeah, he really does. Every time he really that does. he shows up. And Kat knows it. She does, which is why I think a lot of this is her preparing, not him, but more herself for- So you think that Kat does not bang with Robert? Is that what you're saying? Oh, definitely. 
Okay. So why do you think that? Because it's just like when your your significant other has friends that are fuckboys. And <laughs> your significant other isn't necessarily a fuckboy, but when they get around other fuckboys, they, they act have this different. tendency yeah. to act very different. Yeah. And he probably acts real brand new. It's like he probably looks people in the eye and talks to them and <laughs> smiles. And, and she's like, who this? She's like, what? Oh my God. He's never. But how many times, this is what I'm, this is what I mean. This is the type of stuff that interests me. How many times have they as a unit, like to get like, how many double dates have Ned and Kat and Robert and Cersei gone on? At this point, because like at this point, at none. least, and also I'm I'm like okay, cool. So Ned was just like I saw her, because Cat knows that it was seven years ago. Because she's just like, well, congratulations for her. She had a baby seven years ago, but so did I. Yeah, and I mean that's cool that they have a touchstone that they can say, hey, well, but like, years where ago. did they meet? Because like, remember she said that like I don't like Sansa. If I remember correctly, I don't remember, but the, the kids have never been down south. So like, and I don't even. I can't even imagine Cersei with a brand new baby being like, you know what? I'm going to take a whole trip up north. So maybe it wasn't on her to make that decision. That maybe. And sounds like another, hey, Robert said. But did they meet this. somewhere in the middle? Like, was there a tourney or something? Like, was there, like, that's what I'm like. I mean, there's not a reason for them not to meet at River Run. There's yeah. not a reason for them not to meet at Heron Hall. I mean, that are they land. still, yeah, who would have been holding tourneys? Yeah, who? You're right. I don't know. And that's why I'm like, who? A new king, his new John. Yeah. And the John had a baby. But she already, at at the point, because they were talking about Tom and she had three. Yeah. What I'm saying is, this is a new baby and it's a boy. Yeah. So it's like, hey, here's this rural progress. I need y'all to see my new son. I have a new son. But he couldn't have went all the way up north. Like I said, maybe he didn't go all the way up Because isn't it a surprise he's coming now? I mean, it was a surprise until Cat came into the woods. And I guess it couldn't have been a surprise for much longer because considering the amount of people that they're going to have to put up, oh, yeah, yeah. that's all of his procession. Yeah. That's all of hers. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, there's a lot yeah. there that, that they kind of have to deal with in order to make sure that each of the people there end up comfortable. Yeah. Um, and I think Kat ends up in this really weird predicament where yeah. she's stuck having, having plan to choose, all that. like, here's what I have to help with. Here's yeah. all the stuff I have to plan yeah. on top of whatever her other daily activities yeah. are on top of also having to try to find time for herself uh-huh. for, for her own uh, religious sake. Yeah. Yeah. Like when does she get to spend time with her yeah. gods? Yeah. And also like, what does that mean when they come up and, you know, Robert shows up and says, Hey, we're going to have to do cool dude stuff. Like hunting. Like, and know, now next, next so that's says, like, Hey, he's, gonna want to go hunting and he's gonna want to eat yeah like he knows it's not a surprise this is not a guess yeah with him he knows the kind of things that his best friend is into so and also i think he does that thing that 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 uh cat does Mm -hmm. where he has this idealized version of robert and she does that for like liza but like robert has existed in this one place in time for him and he's never grown out of that so it's, it's really weird to and it's not even really weird, but like they both do that mm-hmm. because they're both very into the idea of these are who these people were mm-hmm. at this time. And well, you know not... what that is? What? That is something that the further we get along, I would also like to dive into. All of them all came up like came of age during war. So like they all got some form of PTSD. All of them. Oh, yeah. All of them. Shoot. They all messed up. 
Um, but that's a good point you brought about, like, because as soon as you were saying it, I didn't want to, like, cut you off, but no, I, no, no. I got a thought, like, of, like, Cat now having to entertain people. And then I'm thinking also, too, like, I don't know if it's that she got a, like, genuine dislike of Cersei, but I wrote some notes that I forgot I had written, but I was like, yo, like, Cersei is kind of like, if rumors are to be believed, and there's a lot of rumors about her, I would imagine, because she hears all this is like all hearsay. They all hear it. Um, Cersei is kind of in an opposite situation as her. Like, and I don't want to say opposite because it's still it's similar, but it is opposite in a lot of ways. Some good, some really, really bad. But like, Cat, as much as she wants to be Cat Tully, if she does, she still is Cat Stark. She had to take on the Stark things. Her children are raised in very Stark ways. Cersei, on the opposite, is just like, I'm going to be Cersei Lannister until the day I die. I'm going to be me. My house is going to be me. My kids are going to be me. We're not touching on that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that might be, I don't know, there might be a little bit of jealousy there. There might be a little bit of, like, resentment. There might be a little bit of, like, hesitation to even get close to somebody like that because it's just like all right well like where do I even fit in like what do I have to talk to her about what possibly do I have to talk to her about yeah, I can um, see that. and a lot of her opinions like you said like they would be predicated on what Ned would think and how Ned would think and like she says she even says it like my husband don't bang with Lannisters therefore I don't bang with Lannisters and she didn't say that last part but that's the impression that I got so it's just like yeah like you're going to be off hunting with robbers. You're going to be off doing all this crazy stuff. And I got to be in the house with these people, these people that I don't really know. And they in my house. And I got to like basically put on a smile and like try to relate to these people yeah, that are so to, different from me. She has to be a host. And even if they're not so different, yeah, she has to be a host. But And then it's just like, Cersei, one, is the queen. So there's a certain amount of reverence, which she actually, funny, she calls her by her first name at first. But then when Ned is trying to call her first name, she goes, hey, that's your queen. Put some respect on it. Like, so weird. weird. But um, the idea that, like, Cersei still is living in the South and doing all the things that she kind of grew up, like Kat grew up doing. Yes. You know what I mean? Where they don't have tornies in the North. They don't have, like, all the things that they have that she's so, like, all the frivolities that, like, Ned would probably call them they don't have like the luxury of those, those things because it's not a part of their culture. And so like Cersei, obviously she's not from the Riverlands, but she is from the South. Kat is from the South. So it's just like, it's kind of how I would imagine, like you ever watch those like romantic comedies when like the, she, I guess, you know, the woman she's been like, she just had a baby and like, like, like something like neighbors, how like the mom was like, yeah, I want to be cool. I want to be hip. But like, you've been around kids all the time. Yeah. So you're trying so to like, like, there's always stopped. that scene of her trying to be like hip and cool and trying to do things like with the people who don't have kids or the people who are just like city wives or city moms. It's like that. Oh, you know what it's like? It's like that movie we watched with Blake Lively. The one where she like dressed up in the suits all the time. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like that. It's like, like that would be Again. Cersei and that would be Kat. And She's it was like, no, I'm cool and I don't have to. <laughs> And, and Kat's like, shit, I want to be cool. I want to be cool, too. I want to be cool. Not to say she's not cool her own way, but I feel like, I mean, maybe that was a, because I, it, it just seemed like if she met this woman, she met her once, and it's just like, all right, well, you hear rumors, and of course that was what your opinion, but, like, you really don't have no reason to, like, have beef. And not that it was beef beef, but it was just a yeah, kind of strange like a, beef. A small, like, little thing. Yeah. Like, just in passing. Yeah. That, that might have been a thing that 
she felt that she had to had to address. Yeah. Which is once again, it's 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 interesting that yeah, of the things that this chapter covers, yeah, that ends up being one of those those like touchstones yeah. that she feels is very important to, to mm-hmm. bring up. Mm-hmm. And even in like all of her other misgivings with everything else going on, yeah. Um she doesn't let like Ned yeah. push that down. Yeah. It's kind of like, no, like I really should I have to respond to I have this. to. Because that's a part of her personality. Yeah, that's what that, it is. That, and that really is a, a strong suit of um, And I, yeah, that's interesting. And that's something I really, really hope that we can tackle more as we go along. Just like how women feel about other women or girls feel about, the, you know what I mean? How, yeah, how they, how they little, relate to, yeah. We get a, a and, little bit. Yeah. And it's never, it's not really discussed a lot. You know what I mean? No. I don't really see people talk about it a lot. And I could talk about the same thing that people talk about all the time, but then that would just be rehashing other things but like i yeah. kind of want to i think it's interesting to yeah. spend the time kind of really reflecting yeah on 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 like where a lot of these women and and any like younger women or, or girls um fall yeah really in in this in this weird pantheon i mm-hmm. think it's it's interesting that you call this the maiden vault podcast yeah considering the the connotation of the actual maiden vault the actual maiden vault well yeah i mean Maiden Vault itself was a prison of sorts, right? Yes. Actual prison. And, and but being think about what it means to be restricted and constricted in that society as a woman. And this is the funny part. All the POVs we're gonna get are and I'm pretty sure, let me just think about it, except for maybe if you want to count Melisandre, you can or cannot, but they're all women of upper like they're the upper class. Like they're all from great houses, all of them. And maybe not great houses, but mm-hmm. like at least noble houses, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a perspective too that like I mean Kat has and again, I don't want to diminish the role that she has or any of the women that they that they have, but they are also still coming from it from a very specific point of view. That I mean, like like you don't hear about the kitchen ladies, like do Kat have a relationship with the ladies in the kitchen? I, I didn't. We heard about Nan. I, well, Nan ain't in the kitchen. Nan is just doing her thing. But that's another thing. I didn't totally remember. Like the fact that he said you've been listening to old Nan means at some point she had to have talked to Nan. She has maybe some kind of relationship with Nan. What's that like? I would like to know. I would like to know. Like when how, she first came up here, does like she talk with Nan. Yeah. Is it kind of like oh, I'm talking with Nan the same way that like our parents would have talked with the people at the uh, like the daycare. It's like, oh, here's your child's progress report. <laughs> and it's like, there are stickers on it. And sometimes you did good. And sometimes you didn't eat, you know, your snack before you, uh-huh. know, you went to <laughs> went to bed. And yeah, I, I wonder if like, does she go to Nan just for the progress report? Or is she like, hey, let's have a glass of wine and let's sit and actually talk about stuff. And she goes, man, you know what's real wild? Direwolves. And Kat's like, oh man, you know what's real wild? That we actually found some direwolves yesterday. And Nan goes... That's no good. That's no good. <laughs> I hope you really didn't because that is not a good thing. <laughs> and then Kat tells her the whole story about the whole like antlers through the neck and how all the dogs were, the one mom dog was dead, but all the other dogs were alive. And then there was an albino dog. And Nan would, wow. just, Nan would just be like, oh my gosh. Um, does Ned come talk to, I mean, does Nan come talk to Ned anymore? Anymore? No, but there was a period of time where Nan was reading him to bed because I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, Nan yeah, Nan raised them. Nan raised to have raised them. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nan definitely raised them. Nan's been there for 90 years. Nan She's there. Um, yeah, I, I, I would see it as kind of, we got to talk a little bit about the relationship that, that uh, Kat has with her daughters, like mm-hmm. even even like uh, tangentially yeah. through the way that Ned asked and, and yeah. she decided to respond based on that. Um, yeah. You know, her, her quick relationship and even from that, mm-hmm. you know, we've been able to to, to see of, that she at least is yeah, she, she has her finger to the pulse of what her kids are into yeah, and like her kids' personalities. Yeah. She's she's not what I would call a um helicopter mom. Yes. She's not just like right there. Nah. But she's I she's, mean she has a job, so and I'm not saying that kids. like I, that was not even to say that helicopter moms can't have jobs or anything like that because equity. Case. No, I've said it like she has a job. Like I didn't mean it like that. But what I'm saying is like, yeah, she literally has a million things to do. Also, she's rich, so she has nannies. But like, I feel like old nan is the only one. I mean, no, there's the Septa. Yeah, there's definitely Septa. Mordane? Mordane, yeah, yeah. Oh, also Lewin is a nanny. Yeah, but I don't think she has a pretty decent relationship with him. That's another, We're not, that's that's another, another day. That's another day. That's, that's, that's another day. Because I know how you feel about the bases. Exactly. Just in general. general. Um, but No, I was going to say. Yeah, if, this if was good. Want, we can, we can uh, kind of kind of wrap it here. Yeah. And... Yeah. Like I said, there's nothing really more I have to say. I mean, Cat 1 was definitely interesting. I had forgotten a lot of that. Yeah, there was a lot to get yeah. out of what was that? That was like six and a half pages. No, it was like five and a half. It was yeah, like six pages. It's yeah. really weird to have had so much condensed in there. Yeah. And like I got there's credit where credit is due. Yeah. It is so well crafted. It is in it in, is. in the way that it 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 is evocative mm-hmm. of so many different things in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And I'd be remiss to say that there is so much more kind of in the seams yeah. of each of each of the the the, the scenes that we get mm-hmm. with Kat, kind of like her alone thinking mm-hmm. how she's going to feel like when the walk she there and into the yeah. godswood, talking about the godswood itself, yeah. talking about her husband, talking about her children, mm-hmm. or thinking um, yeah. and, and really thinking about them and, and and giving a lot of credence to how she would even approach ned with the subject matter yeah. at, at hand and knowing that you know this is difficult this is difficult for both of us but also putting into place in perspective how important it is to take into account his feelings in the matter mm-hmm. uh really before thinking about herself mm-hmm. um how selfless one can be when it comes to their family and their children mm-hmm. so very very interesting mm. um i like it i yeah, like it a lot i did um like i said i'm i did cat so I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of Cat Tully. Like I said, I I came into this with a, a lot of preconceived notions about Cat and kind of the way that I I felt about her, um, and I've come away from this with more questions mm-hmm. than answers, really, about the way that she moves through the world now. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I'm a I'm a fan. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see to see where this goes. I can't I can't wait to see because this is this is kind of what I want to do again. Not really change hearts and minds, but kind of. Maybe. A little bit. Depending on the chapters. Depending. So, um, um, yeah, so that was, have... oh yeah, next week we have Danny one, which, whoo, ooh, that's going to be fun. That's, that's going to be fun. That's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Gonna it's be not tough. as hard as like Danny two, probably. I don't think it gets as bad as it's going to get yet, but yeah, Danny, Danny one. Um, so if y'all want to follow along, pick up a book, 
start reading with us. We will do this every week. And you can follow us at Maiden Vault Pod on Twitter or just hit us up on Gmail, which is uh, Pod at gmail.com. If you guys want questions or just want to shoot us a hey or anything like that. So we will see you all next week. Cool beans. See you next week. See you next week. Thank you.